Happy Easter, and welcome to the session here on Shine FM. I'm Scott, here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries, and this is a, a week of celebration as we celebrate Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And we want to share with you today how to live in victory. And, and it's really kind of a, I, I think you described it as an attitude right. kind of a thing. Well, and that's right, Scott. So let's define what it means, first off, to be living in the victory of the cross. It's an attitude, or you could look at it as a thought process. It's the sum of what we're thinking, what we feel, and what we do. So what we think, what we feel has an impact on what we do. So if we are living in the victory, we can be excited about it. We can be excited, and there's hope. There's a huge hope in our future because Jesus rose again from the dead, defeating sin and death for us. All for us. Yes. So we're going to talk today about living in the victory of the cross and how you can do that. And we're going to cover a lot of scripture today so we don't have our usual verse of the day. That's right. And we're just going to kind of plow right into things here. The first thing to understand, if we're going to live in the victory of the cross— is that we can do that because we have victory over sin. That's right. We have victory over sin. If we look at Deuteronomy 20, verse 4, Scott, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against the enemies to give you victory. Our God provided for us victory over the enemy and a way out. And we ha- having victory is something that we need to remember. We need to have that hope because right now, coming out of COVID— Right. And just with the status of things in our world, we can tell there's not a lot of hope. Yes. And the idea of being a practicing Christian, right, living in the joy and victory of Christ is not appreciated, mm-hmm. not understood, not celebrated. Right. And to remember that it's God that goes ahead of us. Right. Is important. Let's take a look at First John 1, 9 as an example. When we talk about having victory, if we confess our sins, he is faithful, he is just, and he will forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. So living in victory, and you think about all of the, the sin and all of the defeat and the doom and gloom that we've experienced in our society, to know that we have victory. We have it if we confess our sin. If we turn to him, we can live in that victory. I, I think it's it's safe to say, and, and Scott, I've been known as the master of understatement. Yes. That's true. I don't think there's a lot of our society right now living in the victory. No, we're not living in a lot of victory. In fact, we're living in doubt. Yeah. And if we're going to live in doubt, we've got to remember doubt is not something that is God's. It is a lie from the pit of hell. It most certainly is. That's right. If you had to list some of the the chief tools or weapons that the enemy uses, doubt would certainly be on that list, along with fear. And if I had to list a third? Tom, what's a third? I got an idea, Scott. (laughs) Why don't you ask me about a third, and I'll see if I can share one. Oh, boy. Deception. And I don't want to deceive you, Scott. <laughs> you don't want to lead me the wrong way. Right. But yes. deception would be number three. First John 1 John 1.9 says that he is faithful and just. And I know you wanted to take a minute here and address the idea of faith, 
being right. a very important component. Well, and, and Scott, as we look at faith, the, the great faith verse and chapter out of Hebrews 11, the writer of Hebrews states, faith makes us sure of what we hope for and gives us proof of what we cannot see. So we may not necessarily see it, but it's evidence we believe it's going to happen. Even though we don't necessarily see it, we believe it. And that gives us hope. Look at how it's, it's tied together. And when we talk about hope, and now we've talked about faith, the top three that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 13 are faith, hope, and love. Boy, that is another incredible blessing that we have in living in the victory is how loved we are. And that's later on in the show. We'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. (laughs) So our first way that we can live in the victory of the cross is because we have victory over sin. The second one is because we have victory over temptation. So if we were to look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. So he's normalizing the fact, and I guess it, it supports the fact that it's a fallen and damaged world that we live in. So you're going to have temptation. Everybody has it. And God is faithful, though. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So the importance there is we have a recourse. We have an option. We should have an arsenal with us on the battlefield of the mind so that when we are tempted, we can attack that temptation with Scripture. For me to memorize Scripture It's like my processor is a few megabytes short of being full all the time. So it's like it's difficult for me to do. But when I have, it's really been an incredible blessing. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. Think about how you would feel if you had victory over temptation because you were living in the victory of the cross. That would be incredible. It would change your life. Yeah, it would. That's, that is so exciting to think that we can do that. That it's not us, but it's the fact that Jesus defeated the enemy and we could call on that victory when the enemy's trying to tempt us. And the enemy knows he's defeated. That's right. He's kind of hoping we forgot that. Right. It was interesting in prep for the, the show, Scott, that some of the Greek, now keep in mind, it's all Greek to yeah, me. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, yeah, let's go there. <laughs> <Ba-dum, bump. laughs> that this particular interpretation of binding the enemy, which is really important, when we bind the enemy, what we do is we render him helpless. He still exists. He's still out there in the world. But in our own personal life, when we bind him, we render him useless. He has no power over us in that given moment because he cannot be in the same presence of Jesus. And so we have victory there. Light and darkness cannot exist in the same place at the same time. Amen. Yeah. And the light drives out the darkness. Yes. So hang on to that today. Living in victory means that we can be delivered from our addictions and our former lifestyle. Now, this I mean, we're going to talk. We're probably talking to a lot of people that are dealing with some addictions. That's that right. Are dealing with some strongholds, some footholds, that are dealing with, well, just their life before Christ. That's true. And, and Scott, for sure, one of the things we do not want to do is to minimize a person's life struggle with an addiction. Correct. 
we don't want to sell it short. We realize and we empathize and we care about the fact that that addiction exists. And we don't want like a quick Band-Aid fix for this. But what we also want to do is inject hope in that addiction and, and to inject a future that you can more so focus on the cross. How much of addiction is really focused in uh, spiritual warfare in one manner or another? The individual who's tempted to go back into alcohol is tempted. If they have victory over temptation, they're going to have a better uh, outcome with their temptation for alcohol. The the verse you want to remind people of here, Tom, is Psalm 3, 8. Yeah, living in victory means we can be delivered from our addictions and former lifestyle. And so living in victory means that we can be delivered. It's, it's a change in mindset to realize I'm not in this addiction alone. It's not just me. The enemy wants to try and separate us and to deceive us because he believes he has a better chance of robbing us from the kingdom and trying to deceive us. But living in victory means you're calling on some reinforcements coming over the horizon, so to speak. <laughs> that happens to be the victory that Jesus had on the cross, that, that we, we can live in that. And, and to think about how, what an incredible victory that was at the moment that Jesus rose again from the dead. I think it scared people, but it was a, an incredible historical thing, an event that took place for us. And one verse you want to share with us here, Tom, is out of 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. And uh, in my NLT, it says, For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. It's right. It's through our faith. The enemy can't touch our faith if we are steadfast in it, if we are stubborn about it. We are convinced. I like that. Yeah. And so... You know, when we're, we're stubborn about something and we got our heels dug in, try. Go ahead and try. I've learned in life, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about living in the victory of the cross and right. how we can have this attitude, this thought process in place as we come through this week where we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And our third and final point today. Wow, right. Tom. Hey. We're going to get through it amazing for us that's really something because of jesus victory on the cross we have faith in him and we can live in victory for everyone born of god overcomes the world amen it's because of jesus our faith again you have used that word an awful lot today well yeah in faith in things that we have not seen we are talking about the spiritual world that, that exists some research, Scott, would suggest that the spirit world is like a third dimension that's right here in our midst. We just don't see it. Well, that's not too far-fetched to believe because between the two of us right now, with you sitting over there and me sitting over here, how many cell phone waves is there? You don't see them. You know what? Aren't you thankful that there's oxygen between the two of us here? Boy, you betcha. You can't see it, but it's here. How many... Radio, radio, radio waves. <laughs> How much RF frequency is moving between us? Yeah. That, there's your technical term right there. There. Yeah, right over my head. <laughs> it went over mine, too. I just know the term. I don't know anything else about it. Yeah, and so that's what's so important is 
that it is about faith. It's about the spirit world. It's been said that we are a spirit. We have a body. And so that spirit will live eternally. The enemy has confused that in a lot of people to think, you know, I've heard comments in my life where if someone told me, well, when you're dead, the birds take over and they just start. The vultures. The vultures have lunch. Yeah. Can you believe that? But we are a spirit. That's what leaves a person when they die. So in faith, Tom, can we safely say then that 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 faith and the evidence of what God has done in in our lives shows us just how much God loves us? Yeah, and it can. So the victory on the cross is evidence that we are loved and, and that God truly loves us enough that he put his own son through that very thing. And hopefully this isn't too um, over over the top to to wrap your mind around. Are you taking us down a rabbit hole? Hey, you know what, Scott? I might. <laughs> I just might. That's a change, ladies and gentlemen. That's this first. is my job. Wait yeah. a minute here. Okay, down the hole I've we go. I've had a great teacher, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> is that because the Trinity are three separate parts, but they're one? the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They're three, but they're looked at as one. So God is in those three. He's in, he is in his Son. So there may be an argument or a discussion that says God sent himself. Yeah, I can, okay, yeah, I can see that. And died on the cross for us in the form of his Son, but it was still him too. He put himself in the form of his son right. to die for us so that he could then send himself again in the form of the Holy Spirit to right. dwell within us yes, and work within us. Because he loved us so much. He was willing to give up a part of himself to have that relationship with us. Amen. Wow. Now you're getting deep. Yes. We did make it through that rabbit trail. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this last passage here, Tom, out of Romans chapter 8. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So again, he gave us all things because he loved us so much. What an incredible blessing to think that. And if he loves us and he is for us, who can be against us? So why not think about an attitude change, even for the the believers out there who know that they're born again, but how about let's embrace that we can live in the victory of the cross, that the, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit that came from the cross is in us. And it, there should be evidence of him, the Holy Spirit in us. Paul said that. So if we do, we will have a better coping mechanism. There'll be a little bit more hope in a society that is seriously challenged for hope. Exactly. If you're doubting today, understand right. that that is a lie. That's right. And we want our, our hope is that you are indeed living in the victory of the cross and that we'd like to help you do that. Right. And you can reach out to Tom. We're going to have his number in a minute. You can reach out to me 
anytime, and we would be more than happy to share with you the victory of the cross. Amen. And be able to, to lead you in that way. So as we wrap up today, Tom, if someone does want to chat about this or anything else, how can they get a hold of you to do that? Well, Scott, I can be reached at 419-526-5523. And in Ashland, your number is? It is 419-496-0024. Sure <laughs> Zero seven. There you go. Good, good, good. All right, now we throw in the kink in the works. The new number in Shelby is. Yes, it is 567-844-0036. And the office in Shelby um, up and running. It will be, yes. About to be up and running, and you've already got, you're already seeing patients, or you will be. That's right. We're opening, we're calling it the soft opening next week. And at some point in April, we're going to have a grand opening. The mayor will be involved, and they'll do a ribbon-cutting ceremony. and So I'm excited about that. And it's also important right now, you, you if you want to contact that office, you want to go through our mansel uh, or the phone number, we're still getting those bugs worked out. The webpage will, uh, for our Shelby office is uh, under construction, but it is coming up, and it shouldn't be too much longer. It could be today or tomorrow. It, Lord willing, we'll have that. It'll be our regular Heritage webpage with the Shelby uh, link to it. And for now, we'll just call it hccmansfield.com. And if uh, when that happens, there'll be a redirect there if that needs to right. be redirected. Right. So we thank you for listening to the session, and, and thanks for praying for us and praying for Tom and for Heritage yeah. as in this great time of growth and expansion, seeing what God's doing to touch lives. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen.